Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh, my God. Yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for Quernundrum. I'm your host, Holly Greystone. And I'm your other host, Gary M. Thorne Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got no shit up in here. <laughs> up in the initials. Your mom is yelling at you for the background. You're yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What an introduction. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, I, I get to go into it's talk about my for my weight loss surgery. I get to go in tomorrow for an eating class. Literally, it's Ooh. an eating class. I get to learn how to eat. Oh, that's and cool. I'm I'm gonna well, and it's also the stuff I can't eat, what I can't eat. Um, and so I'll be doing that tomorrow. And then um, Dean actually also has to go back for another he has to have a, his kidney looked at now because it also has a cyst on it but we're going to be uh checking that out the um so they don't think it's anything but just want to make sure to check it out and then okay. um so we're doing all that tomorrow oh my gosh you have and a long day tomorrow it's going to be another long day yeah that's just sometimes the way it goes and then the week has before that has just been again busy i've supposed to be one of my days off from my you know my paying job and i haven't um i really haven't had days off because stuff has happened each one of those days you know but that's part of being a manager a salaried position you get to do that kind of stuff i'm sure desiree well and you each get to do that you don't really ever get days off you know it's just yeah not really yeah um i had gone home for what was supposed to be just one week break for the project management thing that I'm doing. And I wasn't really on break. I mean, I was still coordinating virtually, but it wasn't supposed to be gone for two weeks. I ended up being snowed in essentially. I couldn't cross the pass. So I, I was able to do so successfully and it was great. I, I do not travel the pass without 10 days of provision. So I have enough food <laughs> i'm not kidding i have i actually have like dehydrated military grade like survival food that i travel with oh, i wasn't laughing because i thought you're kidding i'm laughing because <laughs> right now, it doesn't shock me <laughs> okay fair enough well, it won't shock you to know too that i had everything for uh hunting cleaning the animals fishing if I had to, if I had to not tan hide necessarily, although I can't do that. Um, but if I had to survive out in the wilderness, I was prepared at everything. And in fact, enough, I could probably take care of three people for a couple of days. How in the hell long do you think you'd be stranded on? <laughs> you know, I would like to bring you to a certain awareness that as many Americans are starting to realize right now, natural disasters are a common everyday occurrence at this point. And I do not want to travel the pass and then have Mount Rainier blow and then find I need, I'm stuck on the mountain and I have to hook it out. I mean, or, if Mount Rainier blows, 
don't worry. You're just not going to have to deal with much anyway. Fine. Uh, listen, <laughs> I prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Prepare for okay. the worst, hope for the best. So I travel responsibly and I felt trying uh -huh. crossing the pass. Some, some friends of mine had contacted me and they're like, you're going when again? You just got 10 feet of snow. They got, you know, giving me a weather update. Meanwhile, I'm watching three different weather apps and, and keeping a close eye on the conditions of the path. So uh, I appreciate each and every one of them looking out for me. It's very thoughtful. So, yeah, I made it over. Today's my first day back physically on site. The uh, young man who's been helping me out and who I've kind of trained to do some stuff has just done a bang up job. So great. So great. Most of the drywalling is done. We're moving into the finishing phases of that and painting. In two weeks, I'll have carpets going in. And I'll follow up with them on that. So at some point, for those of you who are listening, I will put together a short little video before and after what this project looks like so you can understand the depths of what, what I'm doing. If you're on my Facebook, I have already dropped a few little teaser videos of some of the projects, I've, some of the sub-projects I've done with it. So that's what I'm working on right now. But like you said, like on your days off, like that time that I was snowed in on the west side or east side, I built a closet with my wife. We completely gutted our closet and built a whole new closet system and three condo slash the home edit style organized the entire thing. And it looks super cute, matching hangers, all that, all that geeky stuff. And I just love it. I think in a world where you have COVID and you have all this other stuff that's out of control, if you can control something, it should be your closet. <laughs> so that brought me so much joy. So I got to work on that. Okay. I did actually also forget to mention to my listeners that I've since oh. doing the more the kind of restrictive diet, which now starting tomorrow goes into restrictive diet. I've actually lost a total of 14 pounds now. So before I even go in for surgery. So that's nice. that's been exciting. Um, that is so good. I'm starving to death. I'm not saying well, I not, realize a fat man can't starve. You're not starving to death. You're hyperballing because if you were starving to death, who the heck am I talking to right now? Who are our listeners just, hearing right now? Because no matter what, I get ready for the show, even hey. when I'm dying. Oh my gosh! You're such <laughs> I'm, just, a I'm just saying. I'm there. I'm there for your our body is an efficient machine and will adapt and you will be fine. I have challenged myself to drink 80 ounces of water a day. And so far, five days straight, I have done so and lost five pounds. Feel fantastic. Migraines are don't exist anymore. I think I was just dehydrated. My crankiness level has been diluted, so you're well, welcome. thank God for that. Yes, right? I mean, seriously, geez. It's fantastic. It turns out you can't <laughs> just drink alcohol all day and hope that that was going to be okay. It's not. You have to add some water. So I'm doing that, and I just started training uh, day five with a 30-day challenge with a yoga challenge with Adrienne. It's a free YouTube thing that she does. And I'm doing that and I'm building to do inversions. I'm hoping in the next 10 days, I will be upside down on top of my head doing inverted inversion yoga to help decompress my back. So I look forward to updating people on that because I've never, I mean, I've been upside down before. Who hasn't? I'm a monkey. So hopefully uh, I'll have some relief in my back and continue to lose weight and build strength. I mean, again, she's, she's not, 
I know she's going to feel better, but she's not really overweight. Just so you guys understand, she looks beautiful. I, wanted, I want to live, thank you, by the way. I want to live a, an active life. I want to be able to take my own ass to the toilet, squat down, do my business, stand back up, and be able to do that long after I'm dead, if possible. I want to be able to do that and not have... Uh, when I injured my back and I wasn't able to take myself to the bathroom, it was excruciating. It was painful. It was embarrassing. I was surrounded by love and support, and I got through it. And if I cannot put, have myself in that situation again, I will do anything to do that. And I, and yoga is going to be the way I'm going to do that. Build my strength and have a. Oh, I, and I get it. I think it's probably that's a great segue. It's really not, but let's let's start <laughs> talking about our our show. I before we get into the true show. I uh, yeah. love how many people I'm seeing that are listening to us now. Oh my gosh. Um, I would love you guys. Mwah, yeah, mwah. love you all. I would love you guys each to rate and review it, especially if you do it on yes. Apple iTunes. Would really appreciate it. Shout out to Tani at Rico's. Thank you. Mwah, oh, yes. Mwah. Thank you, Tani. You're our favorite Tani right now. So, yeah, it, um, rate, rate and review if you do not mind. It really does help us, it helps our show. Uh, get promoted by the different platforms that we're on. It pr- those algorithms promoted out to individuals who might find the show interesting. And it is our goal to build a positive community for our LBGTQAI plus plus individuals. So yes, Gary, go. Oh, and I do also in the whole thank you. Thank you to the people in India. We're getting yes. a little bit of a fan base in India, which is Awesome, right? Awesome. Sending you love. I know, so I love that. So, right? Uh, yeah, I was I I was checking that out too. Um, I was just like, oh my gosh, people are listening. And I so funny story uh, for those of you who are listening. Um, uh, this is this is just a I don't know. It, it's a weird feeling when you walk into a room and people know you, but you don't know them. I'm, I make an effort to get to know people. I try to know them by name and, and a little bit about who they are. And it's weird when I walk into a room and someone recognizes me as the host of Pernundrum and not for anything else. And it's just, it, it's, it's a humbling experience. It's an amazing feeling to know that what we're doing is reaching our community and what we're doing is creating an, a, po- a positive environment around that. I was able to have wonderful conversations uh, with these individuals face to face. So it was, it was great. It was great. And and I hope and pray that we get more opportunities like that. And hopefully after COVID, we'll actually be able to do some live shows with you guys as well. So thank you so much for, for listening and supporting us. We've really, really, truly appreciate it. Oh, it's been, it's been wonderful. And it's helped us get through this wonderful pandemic and we're hoping it's helped you too. Uh, all right. So we better, or we'll, you and I will just keep talking. So uh, yeah, we're talk, uh, let's get into our show today, which we're actually talking about Dan Levy, who oh. um, I think most of you know from Schitt's Creek, yeah, which is I, an amazing show. Yes. I primarily only know Dan from that show. However, he did do a holiday show um, a movie, and I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but I'll, I'll look it up in a second. 
It, oh, I've got it here, honey. You're taken care of. Don't worry. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just, I'm all about Shit's Creek and I will go. I have a soapbox to get on. I have a, you name it. I will shout from the rooftop and praise the work and creativity that these people have put out there, especially for our queer community. And um, this is, well, this show is about our queer community, but in particular, it, he's amazing. Yeah, I just, Gary, where do we even start? Well, I wanted to start with, what, what year were you born, Holly? What year I, were you born? I was born in the 80s. You don't want to tell me the, the year? Why? Is this, are you going to do a tarot card reading? No, just are tell you me gonna the do like year you were born. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 83. Guess who else was born in 83? Uh, my favorite, hopefully best friend, Dan Levy. Yes, he was. He was born August 9th, 1983. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys should have a lot in common just for that alone. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm an Aries. I don't know. If... Wait, we could try. I, I know nothing about it. Astrology, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> no worries. Um, so he's actually had a, a pretty good career in Canada. You know, yeah. the, this country that's really close to us, which we sadly know not a whole lot about. Um, There's a country next to us? I know. There's one on each side of us. You know, we hear all about the one with the wall, Is but we don't cold? ever hear about the other one, which is, you know, the good one. <laughs> Um, right. So I was going to say, uh, he was born in Toronto, Ontario. He's mm-hmm. the son of Deborah Devine and Canadian actor Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. He is the older brother of actress Sarah Levy, who, if you didn't know, played the waitress Tyla Sands in Shit's yep. Creek. I did not know that. Oh, so, you didn't? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. I I saw these Levy names, but didn't you know? Didn't occur to me. So um, yeah. I just, ah, so many characters, so many things to say, so much love. Okay, go on, please. No, it's, uh, (laughs) his, uh, his mom is Protestant, his father's Jewish, so his family does celebrate both Christmas and Hanukkah. Okay, that's a good way to He had a bar mitzvah. Traditions. Yeah, uh, he went to North Toronto Collegiate Institute and later pursued film production at York University and Ryerson University. Okay. And that's a brief just about how where he comes from. He actually started his career as one of the seven original co-hosts of MTV Canada's MTV Live. He worked a couple shows on there. He did the after show for various incarnations. And then he um after that was canceled, mm-hmm. um, he did it, he, he did a Christmas special for MTV called Daniel Levi's Holy Do's and Don'ts. He co-hosted the MTV Movie Awards Red Carpet, and he was part of the X Factor pre-show. And actually, what I think is really cool, in 2010, he was one of the hosts of the Winter Olympics. Um, I did not know. I mean, I knew everything else that you said. I did not know about that. That's rad. Talk about diversity. I know. And then kind of nerd out for, I'm going to guess, uh, for maybe the younger viewers, maybe, but I love this. He he uh, had an arc on Degrassi, The Next Generation, and he played a film producer, 
And then he was he's done several comedies. He was in um, a comedy drama called Admission, which starred Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. He was actually in a movie called Cyber Stalker, which I have to see now just reading up on it. It looks really cheesy and I have to watch it now. I haven't um, seen that one. I did watch The the Happiest Season, which, oh my gosh. I know it's out of season. Hey, 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 hey. We're not there yet. Shut up. Oh. We're not there yet. Just keep do your not panties make me come on. through this microphone. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> you, you don't. All right. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, uh, so all that led to Shit's Creek, um, which honestly, quite frankly, I watched the first season of it and go, oh, I don't know. It's it's okay. And I kept watching it and I'm glad I did because okay. it just got better the with each story season. arc of the characters. I'm oh, yeah. Curious. Wow. Well done. Like you want to hate them, but you love them. And so, do you know where the idea for Shit's Creek came from? No, Gary. Where did the idea come from? Oh, I thought for sure you knew you were going to tell me. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. No, I I'm actually, kidding. I, I don't. I I love the show. You really show. don't know? No, I really so, don't. So, um, it came from Dan Levy, which I think we all know he's one of the creators of this show. He but had I this knew thought. He, it was his idea, but I didn't know yeah. where it came from. He had this idea. Would the Kardashians still be the Kardashians if they were flat broke? Mm. and so i like that i thought that was really cool <laughs> so, yeah and so this is where Shit's creek came from which uh again it, it's it, all the families involved with it there there's nobody that's not involved in it he's also done he he was the host of the great canadian baking show for two seasons mm-hmm he was actually something i know that you will like if you didn't know this one in 2019, to mark the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, QWERTY named him one of the Pride 50 trailblazing individuals. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Super rad. Super rad. And then on, so talk about the movie you just wanted to say. Now we can go up and talk about that. And we're going to go back to Shit's oh, Creek for a minute. okay. Wait, are so you sure? Ahead. Are you sure? I'm okay now. Just okay. be careful, okay. young lady. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Happiest season. Okay. I, Netflix it. Watch it. Enjoy it. And Hulu. then go to Hulu. our social media accounts. Hulu. 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 Shit Creek's on Netflix. Shit Creek's on Netflix. Actually, and Shit Creek's on... Shit's Creek is on Hulu also. But. Okay. Yeah, Hulu, you got it all. There you go. Yeah doesn't matter check it out watch it and then go to our social media account and then say thank you because i'm pretty sure you're going to want to after you see it because it's so so good the beautiful love story set around christmas season and his character is just so funny there's a it, and i'm not spoiling anything because this is actually a, a commercial ad that they use but uh dan levy's sitting at the at a coffee table with one of the uh, other actors in the in the show, and he says he's not paying attention to the conversation. And and the co the uh, the other actress is like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I left a man in my apartment. I'm just making sure he leaves." <laughs> and he's looking at a camera on his phone, spying on this on his apartment. And she's like, "Are you spying?" I was like, "No." And he has like this whole explanation, which is super funny. And then he's like, "Oh, he's gone." And he his attention's back on the conversation. 
it's funny. It's 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 the typical Dan Levy style of acting, and his personality comes out in it. That reminds me of Schitt's Creek, and it's good. It's out of season, but watch it. It's worth it. You're welcome. Well, and the other thing that I I really liked about it is it was kind of, I think you'll agree with me when I say this, it was kind of like if Hallmark made a cutting-edge movie. Yeah, that was... It was was, sweet. That that had a lot of queer queer conversation about it, yes. And so I really, I really enjoyed, I, I, I enjoyed the performances. It was, a, it was fun fluff, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed every moment of it. It's just so nice to see a Christmas movie that was about a, a queer relationship to begin yeah. with. And yes. I don't think and Kristen Stewart ever gets enough, enough accolades for what she's done. She got sort of stuck with Twilight and then everybody else has forgotten about her. So, I think and that's too bad. All, she just, she delivered... She just really delivered. I, I, oh, yeah. she played off the of dance so well and the personalities, but she also, I felt like she captured a lot of the emotions that I, as a young queer woman, was experiencing at that at that point in my life. You know, I had a partner at the time who didn't want to come out to family for various reasons, uh, and and I felt different about that. Like I was hanging out with queer people who were saying, oh, that's not good. That's not healthy. You need to get out of that relationship. They're, they're not really queer because they're not willing to come out. And, and I was young and, and impressionable at the time, and I believed it. And, and, I, and I felt the emotions I saw Kristen portray in her character. And oh, she did a great job. Did, great job. Yeah, just great, great, great job. And played really played off really well with, with Dan Libby on that. Uh, so check it out. Happiest Season. And, and so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, get it. Go, go, go. Watch it because it's it's mm-hmm. it's wonderfully fun fluff. Which a lot of and there is some seriousness to it too. But there's a lot of uh, movies yeah. out there that the fun fluff is terrible of the of the LGBTQ plus yeah, world. Not done well at all. It's like, and this is this is this is wonderful fluff. I mean that in the best way possible. Absolutely. Um, so after that movie, uh, so Shit's Creek had its last season. Yep. And do you know what Dan Levy accomplished uh, at the Emmys this year? Nine Emmys. 15 nominations and, and nine Emmys. And more importantly, which is amazing. So there, it was, he, he is the first person. We're not talking queer, straight. We're just talking the first person to win acting, writing, directing, and producing won all four Emmys in one in one, one evening. In one evening, yep. Yeah, so he's the first person to ever do that. So that's absolutely phenomenal. He, and he's so humble in in his in his um, acceptance speech of that. It was just out he got awards for outstanding comedy. He just where to go. Oh, yeah, no. Where to go? And so he's also done. Uh, he just recently hosted Saturday Night Live. Yes. Uh, Started a new tradition is, there. Looking forward to that. So it's something I honestly didn't see the episode. I watched some of it on YouTube the next day because that's I'm that's way too late for me. I'm too old. I can't oh do that my anymore. Gosh. But, <laughs> um, but that was awesome. I like the fact that his net worth is $14 million. Um, and this is money he's earned on his own for stuff he's done. Nothing to do with his 
his parents giving him money. He just has this amount of money. When he was first, before he was still in high school, his parents made him get a job. He ended up getting a job at a video store and had that job up until he got the job at uh, with MTV. He never nice. left it. So, I mean, this I there's so many Good cool work, things work about ethics. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just for a quick, go back to that Saturday Night Live. So, um they hosted Saturday Night Live, and, and it was it was fun. It was I love the skits. I, of course, I'm biased because I like Dan. Come on, it's Dan. I just if I could have a pocket Dan, that would be great. And then when you have those moments where you need us a good sarcastic one liner, you just pull out your pocket Dan, and Dan Levy's voice will just be right there with that sarcastic comic. Can we market that? Can we make that happen? Just saying. Love it. Anyway, find whatever that, you, if you don't want to just pocket of pocket Gary, whatever. It's okay. I get it. So. You know, I, I, mean, I guess po- I'm not sarcastic. I have enough. a pocket, Gary. <laughs> I do in D and D. And if you oh, want to play D and D, I have a pocket, Gary, and we could talk about that. But in okay, real okay. life, I just okay. want to pocket Dan. Anyway, moving on. Saturday Night Live. He so Regina King uh, was going to host next, uh, or 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 was coming up next on the SNL lineup, and he just wrote a very thoughtful, loving note, just a little sticky note, and placed it on the mirror and just said, "You're, you're up next. Go get him." And then Regina did the same thing for the next person and so on and so forth. So hopefully a new tradition has been set, you know, started. But here's the thing. And the reason why I bring it up is really indicative of who he is as a person. And everything that I have seen him produce, he's always giving. He's always giving something and it encourages those individuals to give as well. And it creates this, this wonderful atmosphere full of positivity and love. It has challenges, I'm sure, but it just, so, yeah. With that, I, I want to just read a quote from him then. Because you yeah. that you're leading into it perfectly, if you don't mind. Now do it. Okay. So he uses Schitt's Creek to demonstrate a world without homophobia. As he explains mm-hmm. to the advocate, the amount of response I got from the third season of our show where we first introduced the character of Patrick was like, I really hope nothing bad happens to him. It was a very conscious effort on my part not to have that happen. In fact, it's been a conscious effort to not ever show the other side of our television program. I made a very strong point to not ever show bigotry, homophobia, or intolerance on our show because to me, it's a celebration of love. At the root of it, Schitt's Creek is a celebration of love between the family and between the relationships that we build. Sorry, that was just, I had to break in for that because I thought it's just perfect what yeah. you're saying. So. Exactly. I, building on top of that, at the end of Shit's Creek, there is uh, a small video where the cast is together at a reading and mama bears who are uh, per- basically individuals who stand up and protect and create an environment for our youth and our community uh, LBGTQ AI specifically community and 1800 moms signed a letter and they sent it to, to Dan. And basically you got to watch the video. It's two minutes and 30 seconds. Just, just Google on or go to YouTube and just type in Shit's Creek mama bear letter. It is a beautiful two minutes and 30 seconds of your life. It'll be great. Uh, but it'll make it, you cry. It'll make you cry. And it's, it's very heartfelt and it explains their feelings in terms of what Dan Levy and the others created is a, a world that we hope to see someday where there's no homophobic 
uh, homophobia. There's no violence against people uh, for being being queer. And, and just this very natural presentation in, in this show that empowered a lot of people. And it reached 1,800 moms that are struggling to continue to be a light in the world that is so dark for our teenagers that are struggling. And it just, the emotional response is genuine and beautiful. Check it out. Schitt's Creek Mama Bear Letter. Good. I'm going to watch it again when we're done here. I have it queued up. I just saved it. And if you can't, I was going to say, if you can't, if you haven't seen Schitt's Creek yet, I think you can still watch that because I don't think it's, I, I think it has more meaning if you watched all of Shit's Creek, but I think you could watch it either way. So, uh, and, yeah, yeah. I, watching this, watching this two two minute video is not going to ruin the show by any means. No, I just um, think you get more out of it if you've seen. If, if you see seen the Schitt's show, Creek. yes, uh, there is a one. There are so many wonderful scenes. They talk about uh, sexual sexuality, sexual identity, gender identity. Um, they, ta- they just show the dynamics of what relationships look like between sister and brother and mother and father and friends and neighbors. And it's just a, a, hu- a, a dichotomy of people just in this tiny little and community. You, and you want so to hate cute. them. You, you, want, you want, you to really hate. do. They annoy the shit out of you, but then they do something and you're like, Oh my God. Like you just, it, you were on an adventure watching it. Yeah, I would. I agree with Gary. That first season was a little, was a little. There was more of a. God damn it! Why am I still watching this? But it's also yeah. there's such great potential, and you know something's happening. And then that second season drops, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm in it for the long haul. And then once Patrick joins the show, it's like it changed the chemistry between the two of them. It, it's just It was amazing. It was. When he sang the song to him, oh, which I don't want. Thank you. I was going to say too, but I didn't want to tell our listeners that they had. Like, yes, yeah, so I'm not going to. I really will say what song is or anything, but that I I oh. happy to watch it and, that and area twice because I kept and crying. his mom's and his mom's response. Oh my like, god! Oh, yeah. And oh yeah, no, when she said, "I know." Oh my god! And it, <laughs> it is. Was, it is such a natural. There's no awkwardness when they're talking about. Yeah. Their ch- children's partners and, no. and choices that they're making, and the, and it's very mm-hmm. true because like one sibling just makes really stupid choices, another one just makes different choices. Maybe they are stupid, I don't know. But the parents just take it with love and grace and try to figure it out. They're not perfect, and they just, and they show that. Oh yeah, but you can tell I there's also, real love and genuine genuine care and concern. And they all stay in character. There's never this big character swing. They go that would not have fucking happened. They yeah. really stay in character. They, stay, they, they respond truly as, as yeah, it's so good. And when Patrick's parents come into town, that whole episode, oh. I thought in my head was going to go one direction. And gosh, so surprised to me. So and I was once like, you've yes. heard from everybody that we've actually you've all watched all of Shit's Creek, yes. then we can really talk about the stuff even more. We'll have, we'll have a, I want to give big... people a chance because they... <laughs> Because they just won all these oh. awards, and people are going to be like, "Oh, I need to watch this." They want they won all these awards, and so now they're going to go watch it. So I'm just here's your six so like, month when, warning. It like in a in in two months, we'll have a podcast there where we are, just talk about Shit's Creek and nothing else. And then nothing but Shit's Creek. Nothing <laughs> but shit all day long. That's what we're going to do. It's 
it's it really is worth the whole show just to go into all the different things that happened in then two months. That's oh, then, this yeah, is your warning. This is, so yeah, everybody get up to speed on it so that we can do this. Okay, yes. everybody watch it. We um, we binge watched it while we were prepping for our wedding, and so we had a COVID wedding. Oh my god! <laughs> and so okay, so did one of you have a massage like David did, or? No, when that when that episode dropped, Des and I looked at each other, and I was, and she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, they didn't clarify, you know, based off of what he said that that happened. That would definitely happen. However, I think I would be very specific. <laughs> we, did have, thought- we did have massage. We did go and get massages the day before. Uh, the, 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 I, I thought it was great. I just thought it really fit um, so, how a lot of queer people live their lives anyway, that it wouldn't have so been much. that big of a deal. It was, you know, so. Yeah, it was great. Great, great, great. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. So we, we bench watched it while we were doing our wedding planning uh, because <laughs> we were so stressed out because I don't know if we were really that stressed out, but we had to cancel the venues. We had to cancel all. We, there were so many things we had to cancel because we couldn't have more than 10 people at the time come to the wedding. And so... We had and have the, your main bitch there. What was my I official title? Best bitch. Best bitch. That was it. Yeah. So I couldn't have my best bitch there. I had another wonderful best bitch there, Rachel, who yeah. um, took, took your place and did a fantastic and wonderful job. And there was a, you know, my mom came down. Everyone pretty much had their own table. I had, uh, we had one server to take all the food to everybody and clean up all the plates. So we minimized the movement, but you know, it's, it was fine. Shit's Creek got us through that kind of sadness. I cried really, really, really hard in that last episode of Shit's Creek because I, and I, and perfectly, it I thought really it did. Really, I I, thought but it I was, was emotional but- because I wasn't getting the wedding I wanted. And yeah. then the situation happened in this last episode. And if you have watched this episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is may not be the wedding you wanted, but it is the marriage. Well, wanted. and what I liked is how Beautiful. it ended, where, what each of them did. I was so happy with, mm-hmm. I could very easily see what each of them did. Okay, that makes complete sense. Yeah. I, I love The character that, so. choice at the end was so drastically different from the very first episode. They, their whole story arc of each of those characters has, had really grown over the, the, the course of the series. And and I thought they held it pretty steady. And there was no jumping the shark, for sure. It was amazing. So I do. Uh, so uh, getting back to truly talking about our main topic, your, your, your best friend that he doesn't know yet, Dan Levy. Yes. He also has, I love this, he has a, a line of eyewear called DL Eyewear. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, he's really, and see, you guys have more and more in common. So see, there you go. So Dan, we could get together. We could workshop ideas. Maybe I could <laughs> sing in. <laughs> well, you can sing. I think you would appreciate the irony of you singing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> One of the things that I, I talk about in, in the blog I put out, too, is that um, what's so nice is that we have, I, I did a little history of, of, of it being about gay men in cinema, and that in 1982, Harry Hamlin, who was just a big up-and-coming hot star at the time, mm-hmm. did a movie called Making Love. And it just, and it was a wonderful gay love story, which I loved anyway. 
And it did terrible at the box office and it ruined his career. He went on to have an okay career. He actually starred in LA Law for a while. And mm-hmm. just said, but he was going to superstar status. They were, you know, they were, and that just ended his career basically where it was going. And then we go forward almost 40 years later. And now Dan Levy is the flavor of the month. You know, he's the top trending celebrity in Twitter, not gay Twitter. He is the top trending celebrity. Hold on, hold on. Oh, there's a gay Twitter? Yeah. What? Explain there's there's rap Twitter. There's, you know, there's, if you, there's all, there's all sorts of different Twitter. You can, if you hashtag like in gay Twitter, you, you get connected to other places. Oh yeah. So the hashtag, it's not an actual app called gay Twitter. No, 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 no. I'm just oh. talking about, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? You're talking about a hashtag, which is basically a channel. But it's called... Okay. Most people who are on Twitter know, know these things, so I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. When we do our so, social media training it, as part of our business for CCS Empowerment, um, my business partner chimes in on the whole Twitter. I pretty much all the other platforms I'm solid on, uh, but Twitter's more his his thing. See, I like Twitter, so it worked out well. I, I, it's good. That's where. Yeah. Um, and in if this case, people, in, our, in this business, absolutely, that works yeah. well. Yeah, so, <laughs> but it's just, it's really nice to see that that kind of change, because there was years, I mean, they went basically from the time period of this movie, Making Love, to the next time in a mainstream movie that they dealt with a gay man at all was in uh, 1993 with Philadelphia, mm-hmm. with star Tom Hanks, which is an amazing movie, but also... It was a safe movie because Tom Hanks had already done several movies to show he was good in the box office. He'd already been nominated for an Oscar. Good in the box, good in the bed, good in whatever. Well, yeah. And he was a proven straight man. He was truly, they already knew he was straight. And so he he was able to play this character, which, as I say, and it's a it's an amazing movie, don't get me wrong, but it was safe to have a gay man dying on screen. You know, that's what it gets down to. That was okay. That was safe. Because they also, in that movie, they cut out all the, anything that dealt with any kind of intimacy, they got rid of. There was nothing in there that showed, other than he got a really nice long hug with Antonio Banderas. That was about it. You know, nothing else was allowed allowed to show what was going on. Then we've made all these steps. Now we're up to, back to now Dan, who is, like I said, the flavor of the month. Right. He's hosted Saturday Night Live. He was in a, he was in a Super Bowl M&M's commercial. Um, oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> I mean, he's done all this stuff. And yes, he, again, like we always talk about, he is queer. But that's like, again, the 10th most interesting thing about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, oh yeah, yeah. That's also a true story, but he does all, he's an entrepreneur. He's a writer. He's a director. He's an he's actor. He's cute, like a teddy bear cute. Cute. Oh my God, he's him. so cute. Yeah, he's just and oh, and you like the fact he has a dog, and I don't have the name of the dog in Red, front of me. Redmond. There you go, and that's that. That's his major companion right now. So right. I was hoping that the thing that would have been made me very very happy is that if Patrick, you know, if they had taken this thing out farther, that Patrick would have been his real life Patrick. You know. Oh my gosh! If he had a real life Patrick too. Yeah, that would. I been, just I don't know if I can handle that. But. Um, so that was then I would have to have a pocket Patrick and a pocket Dan because the two of them are so cute. <laughs> They're so cute. Bobblehead cute. Oh, 
they, and so now I just I think he's like I think there's a new terminology for him for him I think he's a teddy bear you know new gate you know there's bears and there's cubs I think he's a teddy bear so he just he's so adorable you just want to hold him and you know make him feel safe at all times <laughs> I think not holding him during a pandemic would make him feel safe at this point <laughs> <laughs> don't know if you should go hugging Dan during a pandemic <laughs> So with all that saying, what I'm really excited about, I really want to see what his upcoming projects end up being. Um, yeah. I was looking, and unless maybe you found some, I didn't find any no. upcoming projects. I think right now he's just kind of running the circuit. Oh, yeah. And, and, he's, and, if, and if he's anything like me as an entrepreneur, he's already working on something. I'm sure he is. I mean, he, got, he had a dream opportunity to do Shit's Creek with his father. And his sister. And his brother. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Forgive me. And brother. And, I mean, how cool is that? So, I mean, I just, I don't know what he's going to come up with next. And it could be a couple movie bits. But I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be fantastic. Uh, But he definitely has created something for the queer community, a sense of normalcy. Something that we can relate to. Something that helps non where people perhaps understand the community a little bit more. And that is the positive representation of our community since it's been demonized and feared for so long. It's nice to see some real realism portrayed and have it so well written that it's funny. You don't realize that you're also learning something about it. And he is. Okay. So the big thing I, to add on that, he is, the, the character that he um, David is so he's flawed for the longest time. You either had to be, if you were a part of the queer, you were a serial killer or you were so perfect. You probably didn't shit, you know? So you, you, that was sort of where you, you had those two varieties and this is a wonderful character that is flawed. He's self-centered. He's, He's very materialistic, mm-hmm. but it shows that he has growth. He actually is this multidimensional character, and that's nice to see, you know, because you don't like him. Even at the very end, you you start going, okay, I know Patrick really loves him, but could he do better? You know? <laughs> you, <laughs> and you're you really know? asking about Patrick in that scenario, but at the same yeah. time, you see, you see the effect of love. Oh yeah, start to change because kids will behavior towards others starts to change he goes through this whole battle that takes place over a couple of episodes and it ultimately it comes down to love his best friend loves him his lover and business partner loves him his sister loves him like there's this there's this thing that starts to play more consistently for for this character and they have to reevaluate who they are in this new situation and realize what really matters is not going back to Hollywood or not going back to the limelight, but here, following up on what they started in this moment when they had nothing. Oh, yeah, it's just... Just so it's good. Just, it's, so, so if you haven't watched it, the minute you finish this podcast, go watch it. But, put it you know, in your not queue. Not until then. Make it... Make it a priority. So I shuffle my stuff around when new shows come out. 
Right now I'm finishing Next Generation. That will eventually go away and maybe it, it'll be Shit's Creek again. I don't know. Shit's yeah. Creek is back on the, the rewatch list. Uh, I wish I... So I think that leads well into our queer corner, probably. Let's do it. We're yeah, let's let's do it. So for my queer corner, I, I really wanted to pick up on some notes from our conversation in our in our main podcast regarding D- Dan Levy. And more specifically, what I want to address is the content that our community is putting out there. Um members of our community that hold a position in fine arts. So producing, acting, writing, whether you're writing a book, writing a script, if you're, if you're a blogger or vlogger, whatever, you have an opportunity to put out positive content. It doesn't have to be perfect. We're not looking for perfect. I don't think anybody should have that expectation. We're flawed. I I think that it's important that our community is not necessarily setting ourselves to a higher standard above somebody else because that's not the point, right? We everybody in in, in all community sub communities should be conducting themselves as responsible individuals. I am specifically talking about our queer community and what, for example, Dan has done here, where they created a show that shows a whole world free of homophobia and how naturally we can have these conversations that are challenging and that we've labeled taboo and, and given all these negative connotations. And I want to encourage you to reevaluate maybe some of those that you might have. Do you have negative connotations because of your community, your experiences and, and look at what that might be for you and evaluate whether or not that is still true. And what I'm what I'm specifically referencing here is updating our old ideas about what we believe about our community. For example, a lot of people held on to the word queer being negative because there is very good reason why that word it stirs up strong emotions for some members of our community. That word was used negatively, it was used in hate. People were, were victimized and often heard that word being thrown at them as a slang. And now we're seeing a whole cultural movement where that word is being re-empowered by the community and it's being updated. And so what I'm asking you to do and what I'm also trying to do myself is update those things that are in your life and produce content that follows that, that, that invalidates those thoughts and those feelings, because there's probably somebody else out there who's not realizing that that's something they should do for themselves as well. And if you are, if you have a social media account or you're acting, you're writing, whatever, and you're having that conversation, then those people that are in your network are going to want to have that conversation too. And a power of, of our voices can help stir those emotional changes in others and help them in their personal journey. So that's what I wanted to bring to this clear corner is to encourage people to, to have those conversations with themselves and then maybe push that out for their own social media or their own communities to, to build each other up. That's really, I like that. That's really cool. So I'm, again, I'm talking about another queer movie 
Okay. I, <laughs> so, and I really made an effort to find a movie that was uh, dealing more with, with gay women, with women this time. And so, cause, and I watched, oh my God, I watched, have you, have you seen the movie Carol? Yeah, I have. Wow. So for the first time watched that, um, so those of you who don't know what it's about, it's an aspiring photographer who develops an intimate relationship with an older woman in 1950s New York. It stars Kate Blanchett as Carol, Runa Mara as Therese, Sarah Paulson as Abby, and Kyle Chandler as Harg. It, I was amazed. It actually was nominated for six Oscars. And phenomenal. It was it left me um, kind of breathless watching it. It it you ache for them, you feel for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so much there that I, I I can't believe this was I can't believe it didn't it was nominated, it didn't win. Yeah. But I I am shocked about how amazing this movie was. Um it, it's really, really good. I yeah, that's I agree. I think this is something that I not that I disagree to any other movies that you suggested. I just haven't heard them, heard of them or watched them yet. I am interested in watching the four moons. It is on my list to watch it's that in the next amazing. couple of weeks. Yeah. You're gonna love uh, it, but yeah. Right. But this, yeah, so this is a, a period piece, a little bit of a, a little bit of a period piece. I love the costumes in it, the makeup. The hair, that's a little bit of my theater geekiness in there for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's, it's yeah, 1950s kind of era style. Beautiful costumes. Definitely should watch it. Well, what, what platform did you watch it on? Um, I actually had to pay for it on, on Amazon. So, okay. well, hey, that money I, goes, goes to support the actors. So, yeah. Uh, so I want, so I just, I, I did write a little something about it. This one, cause yeah. it was just, it, it's a perfectly crafted film. You you can't go wrong. And I feel like, I just now feel like anything I say about it's going to be, it, it's, it's going to be less than what, what it was. Cause I was just amazed by it. It was um, an amazing tender love story. You felt for these characters you felt the mm-hmm. scary anticipation of the two of them when they're getting together. It was so, like you said, beautifully photographed. So good. And the the music to it, it just, again, it was just oh, achingly beautiful. Oh, the score um, was beautiful on that, on this show too. And I was really impressed with uh, Kyle Chandler um, for his role. It was just, he could have been such a bad guy and you've yes, he had his moments, but you felt for him too. You understood where his anger was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think about all that, Holly? I mean, you're. Yeah. I, more... I think that, I think you're right. I think there's, I mean, you have to validate the emotions and the relationships and the things that are going on. And I think, I think the, I think they did well with that character choice. And I think he delivered on that. I mean, it's, it was a sucky situation, but I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it's definitely, uh, definitely worth watching for sure. Mm-hmm. I also, I don't know if there's anything I would ever see Kate Blanchett in that I don't think is amazing. Right. I mean, she, oh my gosh, what an icon! What an actress! Yeah. Phenomenal. And very much one of the reasons, 
you know, she is also very um, big into, into all queer rights. Yeah. And she has said that she herself is queer. She's married to a a man, Mm -hmm. but she says that, that she just, because she happened to be attracted to him, you know, but yeah, it could have been anybody, you know? So I, and I know a lot of people that feel that same, same way. They're in, they're in same, they're in same sex relationships, but they have both, you know, both of those relationships have said, this just happens to be the person I love in this body. If Mm -hmm. they were a male, it would be different or vice versa. Female, it'd be different, Yeah, but that's just what it was. And I, I think that, I think that's important to recognize in our communities that just because it looks fifth in air quotes here, normal, because I just, I don't like the word normal. There's no such thing as normal. In my opinion, normal is just something that people like to put a name on to feel better about themselves. Anyway, I, I think that it's important to recognize that relationships are dynamic and we, and it's none of our business period. And, and I also think our opinion, and we've talked it really about, isn't yeah. our business. And I think in the end, queer people overall are just open up to that as more of a possibility mm-hmm. than people who say they identify as, as just straight. I think just queer people open up to the beauty of who the human is much more mm-hmm. than the people who are in that in that box of saying, oh no, I'm straight and there's no, nothing else, you know. So and that's, and that's okay if people are yeah, it's okay. That's great, but there's also more than just that. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have anything to get. I mean, whatever. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I think that was it. Yeah. Uh, I, one of the things I want to say, if you've listened this far, thank you. Thanks and so also remember, we would love to hear ideas that you have, you would like to, to have us talk about. And that includes, you know, we're talking about for the main show, or for Queer Corner, the queer you know, corner. Yep. something for Holly Soapbox, something for me to review. We would love to hear about it. There is, there was one person that wanted me to do a follow-up on Lower Decks. So for the next Queer Corner, so not this week, but next week, I will do a follow-up on my response to the Lower Decks in my Queer Corner. And unless for some reason we have another um, Queer Corner topic that we want to touch on, but Gary's exactly right. Our Queer Corners is specifically created for our followers on our social media accounts to share uh, their their experiences. This is where we can put your voice out there and share. And if you have topics, suggestions that you want us to dive in and do some research on and have our Gary Holly spin on it, then drop that topic info and we'll look at it. I mean, we have a lineup that we work with, but it changes almost daily because we are trying to create content that makes sense for you guys and and fun for you guys as well. So please connect with us on our social media accounts. Uh, Tell us what's up. Your feedback is so, 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 so appreciated. And thank you again for listening to our conundrum. And I want to say thank you to my best friend from high school, Mitzi. She's been huge in helping throw our our show out to everybody. So thank you, yes. Mitzi. Oh, Love you. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. 
And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer.